I got like a DM on Instagram. Hey, Jerry, like my mom, I've been doing at-home hospice with my mom. She comes and gets this pizza and then she brings it home and her mom started telling her daughter all these stories about her time in Chicago that she had never heard before. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy, Idrif. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, in case you're wondering. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game. In today's episode, we talk with Jerry from Jerry's Pizza PDX. His legal name is Jared, but if you ever ask him which he prefers, he'll ask you, who would you rather have a beer with, Jared or Jerry? And I'm sure you know the answer by now. What makes Jerry's story extremely special is that he's not just another pandemic-born pizza story, no. He is bringing tavern-style pizza to Portland. And with his dedicated research, his true Chicago heritage and roots, he is killing it among local Portland folk and transplants to Portland just like him. He has a huge wait list. Oftentimes people have to wait multiple months just to get the pizza and Fortunately or unfortunately for him, the pizza is living up to the hype, so the demand gets even stronger. He's making waves in the pizza scene because tavern style is in, baby, and he is about to start a new journey of opening up a pizza business in an existing bar. So we'll go over that. We'll go over how pizza is more than just food and how it just does something weird but also special to us when we talk about it, consume it, and live it. This is a freaking amazing episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good dough? Oh, and by the way, I created a survey for folks. If you could just take a look at it, a few questions, fully anonymous, I would love and appreciate your feedback because at the end of the day, this show is for you and for me. I get to ask the questions that I want to know and you get to listen to them. And so I want to make sure that I continue asking the right questions and getting the right people on. So I appreciate you in advance for helping me stay in touch with you and helping me continue to drive the show in the right direction. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, Doe? Jerry, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Sorry, this was the least organic thing possible for us. We kicked it off so strong. But I want to ask you, what's good, Doe? You know, I drift, man. Um, you know, even with everything that's kind of going on, uh, life is pretty good, man. I can't really complain. Um, but uh, as far as what's good, though, um, I uh, 
I was at the the tavern or the bar. I won't say any names right now. Yesterday with an electrician, and we uh, we got the I got my pizza oven installed, ready to rock and roll. So things are moving forward as far as having an official operation. Uh, as much as I love making pizzas in my house, uh, it was kind of time to scale and uh, make it official. So that's that's it was, as far as the question, what's good though? I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind because that was yesterday. Hell yeah. That's going to set the stage for the rest of the show, but I definitely want to get to know you because you just seem like a very cool individual, a transplant uh, to Portland. And I, this is also just the first time I've ever interviewed someone doing tavern style pizza. When I reached out to you, I, I even called it a bar style and you gracefully corrected me. And I want to know like, (laughs) what, what is the difference, man? Yeah. So, I mean, um, there are, as we touched on earlier, before we actually started the actual podcast, um, there are so many different styles of pizza and there are so many different styles of pizza that people don't even know. Right. You kind of know, um, kind of what you grew up eating uh, to a certain degree. And then as you get older, maybe you travel and you try other different regional styles of pizza, but, um, even, even certain cities have a specific uh, style. Like if you've ever heard of old forge pizza, I believe old forge is a town in, I want to say Pennsylvania that does a specific style of pizza that you can pretty much kind of only get there, but it's like a town of 2000 people. And I think, or I could be totally butchering that. I apologize, but it's a smaller town that has like a ton of pizzerias that all do this one style of pizza, which is really, really cool. Um, so bar style versus tavern style. Now there are going to be some, some things that overlap some similarities, but there are obvious differences as well. And uh, for me, when I think bar style, I'm thinking East Coast. So right. if we're going to break it into kind of an area, I'm going East Coast. One of the other main differences for me is wedge cut. Mm-hmm. So tavern style, we cut our pizza in squares. Bar style can be wedge cut. So it's going to be cut in triangles. Um, it is thin. It is crispy. So those are, again, kind of some similarities. But um, I would even say that uh, bar style might even be a little a little crispier where where tavern style again depending on the place you go to because there are some subtle differences and everyone does their interpretation of what that is um there is a true element to it um so for me biggest differences is regional bar styles more east coast and wedge cut and then there's maybe some we could split hairs and you know talk a little bit more about maybe some of the other differences but um, for me, that's kind of the difference where, where tavern style, again, is going to be more the Midwest region, uh, for me specifically Chicago, and then thin, crispy, square cut. Um, I do my pizzas well done. Um, no substitutions. I apologize. That's just, I, you know, thin, crispy, square cut, well done, a little bit of a chew element. Uh, yeah, everything from scratch. I think that's important as well. Okay. Keep educating me because I'm super interested. Thin crest is like the hype right now. Does it get down which to is funny? Wait, sorry to interrupt you. I, which is hilarious to me because, like, I don't, I didn't. Maybe I, didn't, I haven't educated myself on that because I don't like. I'm literally like the first person doing this in Portland, and then yeah. I looked, and there's really nobody really doing this on the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things here and there. I think that down in LA, there's like, uh, I want to say, Giordano's or Gino's East, mm-hmm. but that's 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 they're known for deep dish, and they're more of a, they're more of a chain. Um, but yeah, I, it's funny that people have been telling me that like thin crust is in and I'm like, Yo, really? When did that happen? <laughs> uh, it's, when, it happened after the happen? 15, uh, 
COVID-15, man. Everyone was eating Detroit style and they're like, I gotta, I gotta keep eating pizza, but you know, gotta keep the weight down. I don't know. I, pizzas, it seems like it's like, uh, as my boy, um, Giovanni from King Umberto said, he's like, pizza is like fashion. And I see fashion as cyclical and things just go in and out of what's in and what's not. Right. And you're always going to have the classics and maybe to you, thin style is classic, but for people who are jumping around on the trends, they're going to want to get into this while it's hot and then move on. Right. But for you, I think it's here to stay. I guess my question for you is, uh, I want to learn more about the tavern style, but just real quickly, while I still have you on this topic, do you find that people who are buying your pizzas, like, are they local Midwesterners and, or are they people who are just generally curious and what are their thoughts? Those who have never tried it before, do they love it? So it's pretty crazy. Um, so basically it's everybody. So again, this all started because I'm from Chicago. Uh, my fiance is from Madison, Wisconsin, uh, grew up eating a s- similar style, thin square cut pizza. Mm-hmm. So we moved out to Portland. She took a job with Nike. That's what brought us out to Portland from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, um, and uh, then quarantine happened. So it was COVID happened and we are, uh, I'm like, we're going to be working from home. So I'm going to need a new hobby. I'm going to need something to do to pass the time. Right. And I was like, you know, we, we can't find pizza like we grew up eating out here. So maybe, maybe I can make a pizza for us. Cool. Maybe that'll be my new hobby. So at first I couldn't find, I couldn't find yeast. So like you couldn't find yeast there. Everyone's making bread. So you can't find yeast anywhere. So um, I ended up going to Trader Joe's and I got just a pre-made dough mm-hmm. and I made it, I made my first pizza. And I think this was, like I said earlier, uh, I think it was the end of March or maybe early April of last year, 2020. And uh, I made my first pizza with the pre-made dough and it wasn't good, <laughs> but it wasn't terrible. Of course. So I knew I could work on that. I knew I could improve that. So then Lauren, uh, that's my fiance's name, by the way, she got on the next door app. And she just asked for yeast. And then a neighbor actually brought me yeast. So from that point on, then I was able to make my own homemade dough. And um, basically what I did was I just started going off of like, because I have no experience. I don't come from this industry. I have no experience doing this. I've kind of, I like to cook, but, but again, I I don't have any experience doing this. So um, I looked up a couple of recipes. Then I made a batches of everything, sauce, dough, sausage, everything. And then from that point on, I just started like tweaking everything to my liking. So I didn't really like a lot of the recipes. So I just start at, you know, adding a little of this, taking a little that away and, and just kind of messing around and tweaking things to like what I liked until I came up with something that, that I thought was pretty good. Um, but uh, that's kind of how this whole thing started. But to kind of answer that question that I'm sure that we'll, we'll end up, we'll be all over the place. During sure. This conversation. That's how we do it. But, yeah. Yeah. To answer that question though, everybody, it's been really weird and very unexpected. Like I didn't, I thought I was going to make a couple pizzas for Lauren and I, and then it just turned into this thing where right now we're over a year and a half waitlist to get pizza out of my house. Um, one thing is you had mentioned selling. I don't currently sell the pizzas. Excuse me. Um, my bad. No, no, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. I'm just letting you know, I, I don't sell them. What I do is donations are always appreciated, but they're never necessary. Like a tough times for a lot of people right now. If you can't afford a pizza for whatever reason, like no questions asked, I don't care. I'm going to make you a pizza. It's not a big deal. And then early on and everything, I was taking a good amount of money. And I was donating it to some, some organizations as well. Um, and then people started saying like, Hey, save some of the, I'm donating to you. I want you to save money because I want more access to pizza, to your pizza. So I want you to open something. So if I'm donating money, I want you to keep a cut 
and, and, and it's great that you're doing like, it's great that you're doing that, but I want you to keep a cut because uh, I want you to open a place. Now, every, yeah, going back to answer that question, who's, who's reaching out to me? Who's asking for pizza? Is it Midwestern or Chicagoans? Or is it Portlanders and other uh, West coasters or people from other parts of the country? It's been crazy. So there, there's obviously Midwesterns are uh, reaching out all the time. Chicagoans, uh, there's the nostalgia aspect. Um, I, I have people that have been, that reach out and they're like, I've been here for 25 years. I'm from Chicago. And they tell me, they're like, they tell me the neighborhood. They tell me like where they were born. Um, you know, what pizza place they grew up eating at or whatever. And, um, and I know all the places, which is cool. And uh, they're like, I haven't had this pizza in 25 years. This is, I, I cannot believe that you're, you're bringing this pizza to Portland. And then, the, but, but for me, the coolest thing is, and the, my favorite part of one of my favorite parts about doing this is when you get those locals, when you get those Portlanders, they're like, what is this? And then they have it. And they're like, this is my new favorite pizza in town, which is like very humbling again, because this was all unexpected. And like, I don't have any experience. And to be honest, early on, um, I talked to this guy down in LA, he reached out to me and then we just kind of started talking on Instagram. Uh, Doe daddy LA. I don't know if you, you've bumped into him or know who he is, Not yet. but he's doing Detroit style out of his house in LA and it's kind of blown up and everything. But we kind of connected on like this whole imposter syndrome because early on we both felt like we didn't have any experience, but now he's getting write-ups, you know, people are telling him that this is like their favorite pizza or the best pizza in LA uh, for this style and everything. And it's, it's just weird because even from early on when I was just like Lauren posted a picture to Instagram and then her coworkers and friends were like, where'd you get that? And then she said, Oh, Jerry made it. And then they're like, can, can we have one? So then I, you know, I started making pizzas kind of for her coworkers and then for some of our neighbors and stuff. And then just saying like, what do you guys think? Like, do you have any feedback? You know, is there anything I can improve? But even really early on, the feedback was incredible. People love the product. And, but, but the thing is, that's great. But for me, I, I wasn't convinced on it. I, I wasn't convinced on my product for honestly, and I'm still, you know, and still I, I'm always looking for ways to improve, but, but I wasn't convinced until I went home to Chicago. That was really what, because people from like, which is weird to say from like the first, first two weeks into this thing, people are like, this is like one of my, like some of my favorite pizza in town. Yeah. And and I'm making this in my kitchen with no equipment. Right. I don't have. I have a rolling pin and a pizza stone. So um, what gave me confidence? Because I didn't have much confidence. Like I said, I had this imposter syndrome because, you know, no experience. I'm not a chef. I'm not a pizza maker. I'm not a baker or nothing. And then I have all these people telling me like, "This is incredible." I'm like, "Is it incredible because I'm a guy in my house making pizza, and it's cool?" And you know, there's like, or, or is it, or is it? incredible because you actually really like the product and that was really hard for me at first to kind of understand and realize but then i had local chefs and local pizza makers and people reach out and get pizza from me and tell me hey man this is really good yeah so then i went back to chicago in august and i went to 20 pizzerias in uh five days or something like that i went to 20 pizzerias in like five or seven days and some that i've been to a number of times others that i'd never been to and uh, tavern style specifically, all tavern style. I do half sausage, half pepperoni, every place I went to. And then I I made pizzas for some friends. I made pizzas for some other people. And we kind of compared and everything. And 
And that's what really gave me confidence because everyone kind of agreed and it was un a unanimous decision that this pizza was as good as some of the people that have been doing it since the 40s and 50s in Chicago. So I came back to Portland. I kept making pizzas. I kept kind of making little subtle tweaks uh, to my liking. And, um, and now we have a product that, I mean, every pizza that comes out, it's quality, it's consistent, uh, which for me is most important. And that can never, that can never change. And that's where now that it's getting real and I'm actually going, I'm, I'm making this official, um, the nerves kind of come back where it's like, I've been in my house for the last eight, you know, however many months making pizzas. Now there's actual pizza making equipment. Now there's scaling recipes. Now there's, there's doing this at the commercial level or doing this, you know, officially that I'm excited, but I'm also like, again, the product's most important. It needs to be the same. It needs to be every time it needs to be the same. It needs to be quality. It needs to be consistent every single time. So now that I'm in a new environment, working on new, you know, actual equipment and having to do bigger batches of everything, I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, I feel like if I figured it out at home with no equipment, I, I can figure it out with actual pizza making equipment. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at, but um, it's been cool. Like just getting pizza into, to all, all different types of people's hands, you know, locals, uh, people from the West coast. My favorite review ever was a guy from LA who's never, never heard of the style, never heard of tavern telling, doesn't know anything about it. He goes, I think I don't want to misquote him, but I think he said, yo, this pizza uh, is equivalent to a Supreme drop. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I think, I think that's the nicest thing you can get from a guy from LA. Seriously. Supreme drops are your rare. Pizza, your pizza to Supreme. Right. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like Supreme, like it's that cool brand where yes. they sell bricks for like $500. Yeah. And then why. people resell it for a, a thousand or two. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I must be an idiot. Like, I don't understand. Like I'm not buying a brick that says Supreme for 500 bucks. Like that's nuts. No, definitely not. I was one of those crazy people who would wake up every Thursday morning at eight to buy myself a new Supreme shirt with my unemployment money back in college. But so you get it though, but you see you're, you're, you're the I do. you like, you understand. Okay. 100%. That stuff is like, you, you gotta be on top of it. You, once you get it, it's highly coveted. And if you end up getting the product, you can't return it, but say you wanted to get rid of it somehow, someone would easily take it off your hand. So it's high demand. And that's what they're, de that's what they're defining your pizza as, which is yeah. amazing. And, and another thing, it's kind of off topic, somewhat on topic, but that's okay, is um, along the lines of like kind of building confidence through this process um, yes. and, and actually believing that we have something that's, that's you know, a, a great product was, uh, you know, right now, if I were to continue in my house uh, at my current rate, I, I just, I mean, I looked yesterday as I was, I was kind of looking through my Excel sheet and whatever, is um, it's over a year and a half to get pizza. Uh, which is stupid. So that's, again, one of the reasons why I'm opening an official place um, is because nobody should have to wait a year and a half to get a pizza. I don't care. Like, the pizza's not that good. Like, it, it, I, I think I make a good pizza. It ain't, it, like, I don't understand what, like, a year and a half, like, that's ridiculous. But um, what I learned through this process as well is I initially, again, thought, oh, people have to wait three months to get a pizza or four months or five. Right now, I think where I'm at is People have waited six months. The pizzas I'm putting out now, people have waited six months to get. That's kind of where I'm at in this whole process. And I'm like, are do, and this is more kind of early on. I was like, well, do people like like the pizza because they waited four months? And, it, and it's a guy in his house. So it adds like this cool like hype, like you build this hype. And then, you know, are people liking the pizza because of that? Well, what I actually learned, because again, these are people I don't know. These are random people. There's no bias. They're not friends of mine. They're not going to just butter me up. And I tell people, 
every person that gets pizza from me um, to this point, they answer a couple questions. You know, I'm just kind of doing some research and they answer a couple questions. I ask them to be brutally honest, like beat this up. Cause it's, if you just want to give me compliments, that's not going to help me. Right. I mean, thank you. I appreciate it, but that's not going to help me to make the best product for the people. So it's like, beat it up. Like, give me feedback. Give me something I can work with constructive criticism, like beat this pizza up. Cause that's what's going to help me when I actually open a place. And, um, so I was like, yeah, people are just liking this product because they wait, you know, three, four, five months, six months to get this pizza. It's exclusive. I actually learned it's the complete opposite through this process. People are waiting five, six months. They're setting their expectations so high that the product of the pizza doesn't actually perform. They'll be like upset. So people are, but, but again, what's built a little bit of confidence is people are getting the pizza and they're like, hey, man, I'm not going to lie. Like I had the highest of I had somebody like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I'm from New York, and you know, you know, New Yorkers, man. I love you guys, but but they think that you know, New Yorkers are like, I know pizza. Like right. I, I'm from New York. Everyone like, knows know pizza, pizza, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, it's like it's, honestly, it's so funny because like it's where you're from. Like all of us, like, like I'm an idiot. I'm like I'm like no man. Like Chicago is the best. Like <laughs> go to this place, and then you got people from New York that are like, no, you're wrong. New Haven, you know, we, we New Haven, Connecticut. It's like no. True Coal Fire in New Haven, Frank Pepe's Modern, you know, Sally's, just the best, you know, all these places. And, and it's funny because, and, and now we're not talking about the product, but like that's a whole other conversation around pizza is like the fun banter between like cities and regions and, and going head you know, to head. poking, yeah, poking fun at one another. And, yeah. and, but going back to it, it's like, no, people are waiting six months. They're like, this pizza better be good. Or like this, I wait, you know, waiting six months building this hype. And then, and, and this New Yorker was like, hey, man, I had high expectations because I waited for so long, but it, it exceeded the expectations that I'd set for myself. So wow. those little things are what really has helped to kind of build that confidence. And I'm still not like, I'm still not convinced, right? Like, I don't know if you ever are, because for me, it's like, you're only as good as your last pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's important to make every pizza great because, yeah, How I many- mean, uh how many are you planning to do at your store? Like when, when this opens I, up, do you know? It's tough. Cause, cause I, I'm not sure yet in my mind, it's 40 pizzas a day. Okay. Interesting. It so, could be more. It could be less. I'm not sure yet mm-hmm. until I get into the space and I start, um, you know, scaling those recipes, uh, dealing with the space that I have yeah. and then what I can do by myself because I'm starting this thing solo. Um, I'm not hiring anybody. I might, I might get two weeks in and be like, crap, reevaluate. I need some help. I need somebody. And I may have to, you know, then, then look into that. But, but uh, to start, I'm going to try to do this thing myself. Um, and I, I, I won't say it officially, I guess, but I'm going into an existing tavern in Portland. So there's an existing tavern, uh, not too far from where I live in Southeast Portland. And I'm going into, they have this small little, little kitchen area i got my dough sheeter i got my oven and i got my mixer and everything and and i'm going into this little space and that's that's kind of where i'm starting and how i'm starting is within an existing tavern which that's is smart which is, which is kind of cool and uh it's a pretty cool tavern too it really it really reminds me kind of a home it's kind of a neighborhood dive um which which uh chicago is a city of neighborhoods and it's uh and they're just your neighborhood spots, you know, not even on the main streets. They're just, you got all these houses, it's all residential. And then you got this tavern, you know, yeah. on the corner or something. And same with living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you, you had a lot of that as well. Milwaukee, I don't know if you've been to Milwaukee, but it's a city. I mean, 
it's a city of bars, man. It is a city. It is a true drinking culture, um, for, for better or worse. But, um, yeah. And I highly recommend Milwaukee for you as well to get to, and, and if you get to Milwaukee or Chicago or, or even Minneapolis, some of these Midwest cities, just let me know. And I'm happy to give you some like tavern style or like uh, Midwest, Midwest. We, we can call it Midwest style, I guess, pizza. I'm a big traveler. I know you are too. And my goal is to hit all 50 states uh, one day and, and all seven continents and, and branch off from there. Definitely for sure. I'd love to talk to you about travel. Get the pizza in Antarctica. Get one there, make one there either, or I'm down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's super smart that you're, so let me guess, I presume that you are going kind of like pop-up style where the kind of infrastructure is already in place you're not signing a lease or anything but the only thing you're really putting up is the equipment and and yourself and your time and um but you're not like is that right so far yeah for the most part i mean um with it i i purchased i purchased some equipment um to, to scale and um yeah i mean yeah. I, we're putting we put that in like i said yesterday the uh when you asked the initial question of what's good though that was actually now that i think about it it's like such a bad answer. Cause I listened to like a couple other your podcasts and people have like awesome answers where they're actually talking about dough, no. but then they're also, but they're, and then they're also talking about like their life and what's going on and what's good in it, I guess. And then my answer is like, uh, I, I panicked. I panicked. I'm like, ah, I, don't, I, <laughs> I love it no, when no people way. panic. The, the truth comes right, out. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's funny. It's like, Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess there was an electrician that installed a circuit so we could actually put my 60 amp, uh, which is also hilarious because it's just all my oven is a uh, a four deck countertop electric baker's pride. So there's it's just tiny. four pieces I can have going at one. Um, and then I got my dough sheeter, like I said. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, the equipment's in. I mean, I have a very small space, um, but it, but, but that's what I'm comfortable in. I've been doing this in my house. Oh, that's so good. Space. So it's like, it's almost like making it official, but still being in this little area and having to like, no, I'm so out. happy so, for you. No, I appreciate it, man. It, it's like I said, it's just funny. Like this whole thing is just like weird to me. Well, it's, it's just really unexpected. That's all. I just my job yeah. here is to not only learn from others but share from others. And if I can help people too, that'd be amazing, right? And when you were telling me your story, I was like, man, this guy's so driven, so passionate. I know he's going to hit hard, but I also know that people with like uh, huge dreams, people who take on too much, like run into their hubris later and they're like, fuck, I missed this step. And I thought you were going to open this like big old restaurant, go, uh, you know, double down on your 15 month <laughs> wait list. And I was like, shit, have you even done a pop-up with like, you know, a hundred people before, because that's kind of what, what a full service restaurant is. But then when I find out that you're at a tavern, something that's already existing, something yeah. that already has, uh, you know, people that go there and, and then you're basically just feeding your wait list there. And, and now that I'm hearing that people love the product, dude, I, I think you're good, bro. Like, no, I appreciate it. But there's, you know, there's always that little, that little, like that little guy on your shoulder, that's oh. like the left and the right, right from the cartoons where you got like the devil on one side of course. and then, like God on the other. And it's like, they're just like playing in your head. It's like, I, I feel like I've done enough research. I put so much time and energy into like, I was making pizza every, like every day, eating it, being like, needs this or needs that and tweaking these recipes. And to my, again, to my liking, like, I, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but it's like, I ask for feedback and I generally appreciate feedback. And I've taken some of the feedback I've gotten from people and I've implemented that into like some of the changes I've made along the, along this journey. 
But at the end of the day, to be honest, and again, I don't want this to come off the wrong way. It doesn't really matter because I'm making something that I like. Like I, I the whole, it's like, I, it's important that feedback. But again, I took basically my favorite places from back home, the things I liked from each of those, and then created a product that kind of takes a little bit of that. I use heavy cornmeal. You know, that's the one thing that maybe I should work on because the only feedback I feel like I get from people at this point is like, maybe a little less cornmeal on the base. But for me, it's like, take your finger, go like that. It falls right off. It's not a big deal. But, but, um, but again, I'm just trying to make something like that you enjoy. Yeah. That I enjoy. And then you just hope that others enjoy it. Like I, again, like I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but like no substitution. Like, this is how I do the pizza. Like I do it thin, crispy, square cut. Well done. You can, you can build your own. I have, I'm going to have six set specialty pizzas. And, and that's kind of what I do for now. And again, you can, you can make changes later and you can tweak things. But like you said, it's like, that would be, that would, that's not the right word. That would be um, still not silly. Silly is not the right word either. Either way, to, to open some huge brick and mortar or something at this point, because one, I have no experience. Yes. Um, Thank you. So, so for me, it's like, it's like to go into an existing tavern that already exists and then just, I think the biggest thing is going to be is um, kind of managing uh, essentially expectations of like how this is going to work. Cause I, what I'd like to do is initially I'd like to be able to um, give the people that have been waiting on my wait list uh, kind of first dibs. And I'm working out logistics of how I can make that, that work realistically. Um, and then, uh, and then just the general public and things like that. So, so I got, again, these are all things I need to figure out. And I just, I just really, really hope that people, that people um, kind of, you know, the the consumer kind of works with me there. Again, I'm going to do my best to manage expectations and, and be like, this is what I do. I do 40 pies a day. Um, they're all pre-order. They're all, you, you, you I, I'm going to try to, you know, release something Sundays, hopefully sell out by Monday for the for the next week. That's what I have in my mind. That's, that's how I'm going to do it. That may not work. I may have to reevaluate, you know, a week or two weeks or a month in. But for me, it's like, okay, we pre-sell these things. You can come in, you can eat, dine in. You, if you want to dine in, have a beer, whatever, hang out. That's great. If you want, if you're more comfortable, cause we're still, you know, uh, if you're more comfortable taking the pizza to go, that's great too. But, but kind of pre-selling everything and letting people know again, I, I am doing this all myself. Everything is handmade. I make my own sausage from scratch. These things take time and, and, and just, I, I really, really hope that people understand that like, uh, you know, I'm doing my best and I'm, you know, trying to yeah yeah you know what i mean like i i don't know what's gonna happen i i literally like i literally don't know what's gonna happen yeah i have no idea you hear it all the time you write a business plan and then the minute you know things start up you throw it out the door but i think it's still good to get prepared write up a few systems um how many pies are you doing now and and this is a just a this is part of a follow-up question for you how many pies are you doing right now i I like can probably do at, mo at most, I can do like five, six, but that's because I work uh, until I work full time. Uh -huh. So basically what I do, what I do is I like, I like make dough, sausage, sauce or something like early in the morning. Uh -huh. I'll work during the day and then I'll start making pizzas at night. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of all I could do at this point. Is that a and night? Gotta think, what's that? Is that per night? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing too is like, again, I, like I told you, like, I don't, I just have like a, oven my right. kitchen like right. it's not like this isn't made for pizza so so i have a pizza stone because i need bottom heat for the style that i make but other than that i don't really have anything so um i can't really make more than like one at a time right uh 
I you I mean you could put two stones and do two at a time, but it's not the same. I mean, kind of, yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing now. I guess my question for you is how how are you going to make sure that the people who are drinking at the tavern can try your stuff too? And and here's my suggestion. Okay, yeah, no, for sure, because that's that's the biggest thing I I need to figure out. Like, I don't know how I'm going to manage like just people that are in the bar, right? So they're like, oh man, there's pizza here. I want pizza. It's like, well, you actually got to do this, right? To get pizza. And- so if you're doing five or six, right? I don't know if it's on a weekday, on a weekend, but if you like even just double or triple that number at the tavern, that already cuts your wait list in half or by a third. But then you reserve some pe- some pizzas for the people at the tavern to get them interested. Or what I'm thinking is you make the whole pizza, but you serve it in quarters so that they still get the crust, they still get the middle part, and then you can just give them out to people drinking. I don't know. Light bulb. Thank you. Quarters, halves. I don't know, man. But that doubles no. your pie. Triples your pie. Dude, I drift. You're the man. Check <laughs> this out. Tell me what you think of this. Yes. Right, so- let's go. So I was talking with a friend last night and we came to kind of the conclusion. I got to talk to the bar and everything is like, if I can do, once I get in there, I start working, I start running some tests and everything. And I figure, okay, realistically, I can do 40 pies. That's what I can do per day. Now, like I said, I'm going to have to pre-sell. I'm going to release to, I'm going to try to do my best logistically to, or to make it possible to people that have been on the wait list have kind of first dibs, but then also, um, okay. So you pre-sell a week in advance. But people that are dining in, and this is going into the history of tavern style, which we haven't even touched on. Maybe I have a couple pies that I make and I just set them on the bar for the people that are sitting there drinking. No cost. Just have a couple slices. It's communal. Grab a slice, whatever. Which it's tough right now because, again, tavern style is communal pizza. It the is. history of the style, which I'll tell you a little bit about, is uh, in, a, in a second. But, but the issue right now is it's, it's just a weird time and eating off the same thing with strangers and stuff, which it sucks, but it's a weird time. And not cool. It's not kosher right comfortable. now. Yeah. Until people are comfortable, but I like that because, um, ta- do you know a little bit about the history of like the style of like tavern style pizza? I know a little bit, but please educate me and the listeners. Yeah, no, for sure. So like, um, and I'll try to kind of, I'll try to kind of summarize it to a certain degree, but, and I'm going to use Chicago. I'm going to use the city of Chicago as an example. Um, the same things are probably happening, happening in other cities across the Midwest, but Chicago has always been a blue collar city. Um, at one point in time, you have like the stockyards right on the South side. They're doing, it's the biggest meat packing uh, area in, in the world, but, but I digress. So, um, basically tavern style, you had, you had taverns and bars across the city, and again, one of the reasons why I identify with the style, one, because I grew up eating it, but two, because they weren't bakers, they weren't chefs, they weren't bread makers. These were tavern and bar owners that just wanted another a way to bring people in to drink at their establishment, but then to also keep them around. So what they did was they started making thin pies, cutting them in squares and setting them on their bar. So then people could come up, grab a slice. You didn't even need plates. You didn't need anything. You got... You just use your hand. That's your plate right there. <laughs> I love that. So then you take a, you take a little square right there. You have a beer in one hand. Um, and again, this is back in like the, don't quote me on this, but I mean, we're talking thirties, forties, right. Um, tavern style 
was before Deep Dish. Deep Dish, I believe, was 43. Don't quote me. And that was Uno's downtown Chicago, which still exists. Uno's and Jouet across Kitty Corner. They were the creators of, of Deep Dish. So for anyone who's listening who thinks Chicago is a deep dish town, deep dish originated in the city of Chicago. There's no debating that. That's where the style originated. However, locals eat tavern style, thin, crispy, square cut. That's what people in Chicago eat. Um, so, again, going back to, like, how I identify with that is, is um, I'm not – I don't come from – I with any experience – being a chef, a baker, bread maker, I, I started making pizzas, you know? Yeah. So that, that's a little bit about the history of it. But for me, it's just like so cool because I've learned through this process too, which is, which is pretty insane. Is like, it's more than pizza, man. Oh yes. Like, like I've had people, I, I, I've had people and I don't want, again, I don't want people to like take this the wrong way or anything, anyone who's listening, but I've had people cry when they pick up a pizza and I'll tell you an example um, is uh I had this guy, he rolled up to get this pizza and uh, he was just decked out in Chicago Bulls gear. And I was like, I was like, Hey man, did you put that on just to pick the pizza <laughs> up? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I come down, I come out of my house and I serve my pizzas in bags, which is pretty traditional in, in Chicago to get a pizza in a bag. Cool. Um, which, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I come down and then I will say too, there's a very distinct smell that the pizza in the, I don't know if it has to do with a little bit of the bag and how it, you know it, the smell kind of comes through. So you're getting like this paper bag mixed with like pizza. Um, th- there's this specific type of smell. And um, this guy rolls up. I, I, I'm just like over here. I mean, I was like, look at me. I was like a cartoon character. And then uh, I'm like, I'm wearing my mask or whatever. And then um, I go to hand him this pizza and he just starts kind of like tearing up. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey man, like all good? Like whatever. He's like, he's like, yeah, sorry. It's just like the bag, it like the smell and everything. It just kind of hit me. And um, and me and my dad used to get pizzas on, I think he said like pizzas on Fridays or something all the time. And his dad passed away a few years ago. So the smell and just the, the bag and just everything that it, it probably, I'm assuming it kind of brought him back home and it just brought back memories. And then that was kind of when the, the light bulb went off as far as, wow, we, we might have something more than pizza here. It might be like an experience and it adds nostalgia to people back in the Midwest or from Chicago that couldn't get the style of pizza. And like I mentioned, I had people reaching out that have been here 30 years that are like, I, I, I haven't been able to get pizza like this since, since for 30 years. So, and then I'll tell one more short story, if you don't mind, in regards to kind of what made me think that maybe, maybe it's more than pizza. Um, it's, it's an experience is I had this, uh, this woman, she had, she had reached out. I got like a DM on Instagram um one morning and uh it was like time stamped at like i don't know three or something like three in the morning or something and started off something like hey jerry like i've been drinking wine all night so it just made me it gave me the confidence to like reach out to you or something like that but um i uh um i had your pizza like a couple weeks ago a friend got a pizza from you or something i had it it was awesome and um my mom, I've been doing at-home hospice with my mom and my mom used to live in Chicago and I told her about the pizza. And then now every day she asked about the pizza. When's the pizza? When's the pizza? When's the pizza? And I'm like, I'm like, well, shit, can you pick up pizza tomorrow? Like, like it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to make you wait. Like, like, can you pick up pizza tomorrow? Like, let me get you a pizza for you and your mom. Like I like, let's do that. So she, um, 
she comes and gets this pizza and then she brings it home and and then she hits me back a couple hours later. She's like, hey, you know, my mom, she um, she had more. She I, I haven't seen her eat that much in 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 like I can't remember the last time she ate that much. Um, and then the coolest thing is, she her mom started telling her daughter all these stories about her time in Chicago that she had never heard before. So like, I'm like, Oh my God, like, this isn't, this is crazy. Like, and then, and then, and then her mom passed away a couple of weeks later. So I'm like, okay, cool. Pizza's great, whatever. But if it can trigger these, these memories and then tell basically this mom, she's been doing at home hospice care with her mother. And then her mom has pizza. Pizza brings back memories tell stories to daughter that she she'd never heard before her entire life mom has never told her those stories about in chicago and then and then she like passed away which is sad but like i don't know did that make like it just kind of i'm like holy cow we, we may have we, we we may have something more than pizza hey hey pizza pals i hope you enjoyed that last story and i wanted to just take a break and say wow wow It's ridiculous how strong the power of pizza is and kind of ridiculous how amazing the community of pizza is. And I've really just found it my mission to help continue to grow that pizza community. One way I think I can do that is by having more club pods. If you didn't hear uh, the club pod episode that I released on Tuesday, it's a recording of the podcast, excuse me, it's a recording of the clubhouse event uh, that I did with a few other pizza people. And from the feedback that I've gotten, it was a pretty fun event and we want to do it more. And so, going back to community, this is a great way for people to connect, learn from each other, share secrets, and just really lift each other up and keep the pizza fun going. Uh, It's most likely going to be on weekends because just my weekdays are so jam-packed, but I hope you can make it. So, if you want to look out for the next one, obviously find me on Instagram, at What's Good Dough, but also download the Clubhouse app. And then find me at What's Good Dough, and you'll be notified each time I start a room, and you can join in on the conversation. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying the show, so let's get back to it. That is one of two of the most, not ridiculous, that's the wrong words, like just (laughs) moving stories I've ever heard. I, you know, I, I always talk about nostalgia on the show, but that that one hit different. And it's like you're scratching your own itch for your pizza. It's self-serving to you, but you realize later that it's not for you. It's for everyone else who needs your pizza, who needs that taste of home, who needs that outlet to be able to talk to their loved ones about their time in Chicago. That is a beautiful, rare thing that you have here. And going back to imposter syndrome that you have, like, dude, just you telling me that story, like, I don't know what other experience you have running a pizzeria or whatever, but when it comes to pizza itself, you are not an imposter, bro. This is your style. This is who you are. And and you're telling your story 
through it. And I love that. Um, major, major ups for you no. doing what you're doing. 100%, 110% truth. Like, I was just trying to make pizza for Lauren and I because we couldn't find it. Like, that's literally all I was trying to do was make pizza for Lauren and I. That's it. New hobby. We're, in, we're at home all the time. I can make pizzas. That, and then it, then it just turned into this thing. And then, and then for me, I've learned it's like, like I, if I can bring back memories like that for people, if I can offer this experience, if I can, you know, then, it, it, and then I, we haven't even touched on introducing this style. We did maybe a little bit to people that have never had or never even heard of it, which is a lot of Portlanders, but then also people that are, are, are from California that live here or Washington, or I've had East coast people. I get a lot of East coast people that are like, you know, that, that maybe New Jersey bar style or something, or other people from, I've had people from like Connecticut, I mean, all over, you know, then we're talking down South Texas, Florida, where, you know, all different regions who aren't familiar, but have gotten it and are like, this is like one of my favorite pizzas in town. So again, it started from nothing. Like I was just trying and, and now it may, it, you know what, at the end of the day, it may end up being nothing. I may, I may start making pizzas and a year in, it's like, nobody wants it. Well, you know what? I'm right back where I started. I'll figure it out. Like, but, but I, I just, I just really, really hope that we or not hope. I know we will, but it's just a matter of time to when people can gather, strangers can talk in like, cause that's what tavern style is to me. It's communal pizza. It's about sitting down at your local neighborhood tavern, having a no frills, blue collar pizza. Cause that's what this is. Do I use high quality ingredients? I put a lot of time and effort into developing these recipes and stuff. Of course. But, but at the end of the day, man, this is no frills, man. <laughs> you know, this is just this is just thin square cut pizza. You set it, you put it on the bar, you have a couple old or you know, a couple beers, cheap beers with it, and you talk and you 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 watch a game, you you do whatever you talk to a stranger, it doesn't matter. That's what it is. And I can't wait for the day where where that is what it like that's the experience again. Is people, whether you know friends, family, families. And, and this is one thing um, what I, I'm stoked about is uh, whenever families get the pizza, the kids love it, which is very important to me because kids don't lie. <laughs> so if kids are digging the pizza. I had a kid. I had a kid. He was like seven. He was eating sauces and jardinere pizza. It's like spicy pickled veggies. So there's cauliflower, carrots. Um, there's, um, and, and traditionally, I mean, there's different ways of doing it, but, but a lot of Chicago, uh, place like Marconi and stuff, or I believe using soybean oil. Um, but, uh, you can do it in olive oil, stuff like that. But, but again, that's, uh, you put that, you put that stuff on anything. Um, but, uh, that's, so that's, I guess that's what Jardinera is, but that's funny that like, to me, it's like, wait a second, spicy pickled veggies with so, like sausage on a pizza. And you got like a seven-year-old just like downing <sighs> slices. That seven-year-old kid knows taste, man. I love pickled yeah. veggies on anything like for sure if a different culture cuisine has that on the table i'll eat the whole thing man it's delicious Yo, you know what i've been seeing lately speaking of that is like this might be like a new trend or something i haven't even had it yet but somebody like sent me something is like uh i want to say like like um like like indian pizza place we're doing like chicken tikka masala like oh it's been like, going like in pizza the bay. and stuff like have you heard of this oh it's huge in the bay it's i feel like really? the, the first chicken pizza i had was like I'm chicken tikka masala I had was probably in 2015, 2016. Yeah. There's this, there's this big chain here in the Bay area where they used to actually, um, 
license a round table. And so they would make round table pizza. Uh, you know, that's the pizza that I grew up on maybe fortunately or unfortunately, but Whatever. what they ended up doing was they took the round table crust and the recipe and added. then added their Indian flavors on it. And dude, this chain is huge now in the Bay area. And you know, it, it just, every time I eat it, it reminds you of round table pizza. So they kind of got me a little bit. <laughs> but that's, but that's, what's cool. Also, again, we've, we've touched a little bit on like pizza, the actual product or whatever. And then we talked about maybe like, the experience and things like that but but we haven't even really touched on like you know yeah of course maybe i'm somewhat of a traditionalist when it comes to tavern style pizza sure. and what i think that is and what that is to me and i might poke fun i have phone people all the time people hit me up like will you put pineapple on pizza i'm like hell no not a chance i don't put pineapple on pizza that's a no do i actually really care no man i'm just having fun with it so at the end of the day that's what's super cool is that like you can do anything with pizza it's the most customizable like Maybe not the most, but it's a very customizable, like, if that's even a word, customizable, but customizable. Uh, but, but food food item where you can do anything. It, it, like, the options are endless. Like, the things that you can do with pizza. And I think that's really cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I just end up at the end, and I'll eat anything. I love food, all different types of food from anyway. I'll try anything. But there are things that I gravitate towards, and I gravitate towards what is what is familiar to me and what I ate growing up. Steve Delinsky uh, have you have you heard or have you read his book, which is mostly just pictures? It's like my favorite book. I just look at the pictures. <laughs> no, uh, I have it. Is is um Pizza City USA? Uh -huh. And essentially, in that book, his thesis is why Chicago is the best pizza city in the United States of America. It's because we have ten different distinct styles of pizza within that city. Uh, another thing he touches on in the book is Pig Syndrome. P Pig Syndrome, which is P I G. U E. Okay. Pizza I grew up eating. Okay. So pizza I grew up eating since like where you have people from like the North Shore, so the North Suburbs of Chicago, they're like Barnaby's, 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 Barnaby's is the best pizza in the world. Nobody beats Barnaby's, Barnaby's is the best. And you got people on the south that are like that are like Palermo's, 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 Palermo's is the best pizza. I won't eat anything else. Um, but it's just funny. And again, at the end of the day, it's like I don't care what people put on pizza. Have fun with it. That's what's cool about food. You can do anything with it. And at the end of the day, to me, what's most important is, does it taste good? Is it enjoyable? You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how I look at it. Absolutely. You have to make a product that people like and love. And at the end of the day, who cares? You like and love it. Yeah. And that's and that's where I had a, I had a, a pretty well-known chef. Uh, I won't say names or anything, but I believe it's one like a James Beard and stuff. Um, which there's been some other experience I've had with this whole process where people have reached out and like, I, I didn't know who they were. And I'm just like, yeah, I can get you on my wait list, whatever. Like, it's cool. And they are, they're still on the way. I, like, I don't make like special trade. It's like, I don't care. I'll make everybody, anybody a pizza, but I learned that a blue check mark means you're somebody. So I, I had, a, I made a pizza for, for this chef. And I was like, I was like nervous. Right. I'm like, I mean, this person's a big deal. I was like, like, what do you like? What do you think? Beat it up. I was like, just, just, just you're not gonna hurt my feelings you're not gonna help me if you don't if you don't give me feedback like like beat tear it apart like just just like 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 you're what's that guy's name gordon ramsey like yeah like just beat it up man and and i'm like fat salt acid you know <laughs> sweet like all, all everything you can think of like what is it and he's like you don't need to change anything wow and i was like 
shit. Like, okay, we got, like, those are the experiences where it's like, these are people that, like, I tr- I, tr- I don't know them, but I trust them because, again, their experience specifically with food, tastes, textures, flavors, all these things. And when, when, I ha- when, I, when I've had, you know, a number of people that are, that I, I would consider, per, you know, that are, per, I wouldn't consider, they are professionals, you know, telling me these things, again, that, those are the little things that have built confidence where you're like, okay, we have a product, like we, we, have, a, we have a good product. But then when we add those other things that we talked about, the experience and then bringing back memories and then, and then communal aspect, you know, friends, family, beer, bringing people together, strangers, everything. That's where it's like this whole thing. So, um, is there, are there any resources that you followed? Obviously you were, you know, kind of tweaking your own, but like, what are you doing to test and see like, okay, this is it. Nothing about my operation is ideal or like to the book. Okay. To be, like, I, I really, like, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. Like, if there's anybody that's trying to get into pizza and, and learn how to make pizza or anything, like, I'm not advising you do what I did, I guess, if it works for you. Cause like, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? You can, you, everyone's different and how people learn is different. What I did is like, I honestly just started intentionally trying to fuck pizzas up to see, like, to test, like, the levels in which, like, how far can I push the limits in any direction with any specific ingredient, dough, sauce, sausage, anything, to where I'm seeing a noticeable difference in the taste texture um, or any other aspects of the pizza. So I would just start, like, adding a little more, like, too much of this or or letting the dough, um, letting the dough ferment at a higher temperature for a longer period of time or putting it in the fridge. I, I put dough in the fridge for two weeks how'd it go made pizza tastes great (laughs) i've I've intentionally over fermented pizza dough to where like i'm like smell it and i'm like yo this smells like alcohol i'm like this this is not going to be good and then i made a pizza with it i'm like tastes great because i guess the alcohol like at the higher temperature it like cooks off Mm -hmm. or something so like as long as you're cooking that that long enough and everything and, and to a well, I do everything well done. It like yeah. cooks off, I guess. I don't know. It might work for your style because if you over ferment dough, it won't get the coloring. It might not get the rise, but if you're doing it well done anyway, and you're doing thin style, I guess neither of those matter. Yeah. I, I could be, I'm shooting from the hip yeah. too. So <laughs> I've done, I've messed with thickness levels. I've messed with everything just to, just to see what happens. And I'll just try it. And I'll be like, cool or uncool. And uh, that's, so good. That, that's what's, that's what's really fun for me because again, not coming from like this industry or not being a chef or anything like that. That's, that's what works for me. Again, some people read books. My, my fiance, she's already read like 20 books this year. It's insane. She loves reading. Reading's like her thing before bed, read, read, read. I'm embarrassed. Like I don't read. Like I literally don't read. I, I like, I guess I do, but like, I don't, I learn by like literally just like, I got these things. Tactile. I'm gonna start touching these things. Yeah. I'm gonna start mixing things. I'm I'm just gonna and then I'm gonna see what happens. Everyone's a, a different type of learner, so you gotta learn the way you do. And when you get to the point where you can like combine the different types of learning, it may or may not work for you, but you get to learn more, right? I mean, you don't want to completely yeah. like close yourself off to auditory listening because it could that piece of information could stick a different way. Um, but right. I like what you're doing testing out the limits because 
that's how you find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And it's, um, and for me too, like, I never really consider myself like, I guess, artistic and what maybe we as, as humans, uh, consider art, right? Like music, painting, or there, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like art is like, like that, right? Like to a certain degree, I mean, you can, you can take it in different directions, but it's like, I, I, when I think, when I think of art, I think of like music, like you're, you're, you're an artist, you're, you're a musician, or you're somebody who does some form of like a, something that goes on a wall or, or, a, or a statue or, or those sorts of things. But as cheesy as this may sound, it's like, maybe I, like I've learned, like maybe I am artistic, but in like, not those ways, but like the freaking pizza dough is like my canvas oh, yeah. or something. Somebody said that to me and I'm like, Oh, that shit, that, that makes sense. Like maybe that, maybe that dough. And again, I know it sounds stupid and cheesy or whatever, but like, maybe that, maybe that's like my canvas, like oh, for sure pizza is. dough. And then I'm like, I'm just like adding sauce and cheese and toppings and baking it. And then this thing, you present this thing, which I wouldn't say like, like there are beautiful pizzas out there. Beautiful pizzas. I wouldn't consider my pizza beautiful, but I also don't think it's meant to be beautiful. It's, it's blue collar, no frills pizza, man. It's communal pizza. It's, you know, that's what it is. You know, that's so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. It's kind of weird. It's, it's just, maybe I am artistic. I don't know. It's your expression, and I, man. Knew, and I always knew, like, it's weird, too, because I've never really believed in, like, uh, maybe a little bit, but, like, people always say, like, things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason. And and maybe a little bit. I do think that for there, there's there's luck involved. There, there's all these things that are involved. And, and then, but I do think there's an aspect of putting yourself in a, in a position, right? Maybe there's things happen for a reason. There's a little bit of luck, but then there's also putting yourself in a position to, to potentially succeed, right? And um, it's weird because I've always, I've always wanted to do something. Like I've always wanted to like, I've had so many jobs, man. Like it's almost embarrassing. I've tried so many things and like, I've liked a lot of things. And I could see myself like, I could do this for a long time. But it, there was always like this thing that was like, always kind of bugged me. Not, not like true. It always just was there in the back of my head where it's like, I want to be my own boss. I want to do my own thing. I, I need, I, I want this thing like, like I'm not going to be fulfilled like life, until I have this thing. I need this thing. And then pizza happened completely like randomly. And and it's like, I really feel like this is my thing. Like, I don't, like, it's weird, man. I don't know. Like, I, I don't want, again, I keep going back to like, I sound like a broken record. Like, I don't want this to come off the wrong way or anything. Like, I don't want to sound like some, like, oh, like, I don't even conceited is the right word or anything, but like I get joy. I like, it's so cool to see people get pizza and just like it. Like I understand, like I got to prepare myself for people that, you know, the yelpers, right. The yel the elite yelpers. Oh. I gotta, I gotta prepare myself for the elite yelpers. You know, they're going to, they're going to be like, they're going to be like, this wasn't deep dish. He said he does Chicago style one star. It's going to be like, Son of a bitch, man. Like, read, read the menu. Thin, crispy, square cut, well done. No substitutions. That's what I do. That's what you get. Tell me, you, you gave me one star. That's fine. That's your opinion. But, but, but I told you what you were going to get. Did you not get that? That's just, like, did you not get that? And, and that's where it's like, I just got to, I feel like, and now I'm going off again on a tangent, but like, I got to prepare myself for that because you can't make everyone happy. As hard as you try, like, I, I need to, I need to teach myself that, like, that's that's the goal. 
The goal is to make something that everybody enjoys. But unfortunately, there's all these other factors that maybe are out of your control that you might not be able to do that. Absolutely. But I think to have that goal is okay. I don't know. Yeah. First of all, it should be a prerequisite for elite Yelpers to be able to read. So, hey, that's your problem. Second, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> second, um, I, something you said earlier just really resonated with me. And I think a lot of listeners here is that, you know, it's like we have this sense of like, yeah, there's this thing where we want to be our own boss, run it. It's like, do we take that jump? Do we take that leap? And we're never going to know until we try. I think one thing you're setting yourself up for is that even though you this may be your paradise, this may be it, this may be the thing that you've always been searching for, um, you have to learn to love the process, the daily, the failing, the the times where shit, man, people say my pizza suck or pay hey, nobody's showing up the door because even people who trade, I don't know, billions of dollars for a living from hedge funds, I don't know what the fuck they do, but they have shitty days too, but they get paid a lot. And we may think that that's happiness, but no, it's because that's what they do. That is their art. That's their expression. And if, if you found your expression and someone's willing to pay for it or shit, maybe no one's willing to pay for it, but you dig it. You probably figure out a way to make, make enough to make. Exactly. I guess that's all I wish for. Right. I, you know, I love, podcasting i could take zero cents from me i love talking to people and just learning from people and and figuring out you know what they're doing to implement in my life sure you you may be doing things completely wrong or doing things completely right but if i like what you're saying i'm gonna try it out in my own life and 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 keep living it and this is fun for me right and that's what that's what's important you have to find something you truly enjoy but going back to like keeping it kind of, you know, we're at, we're a uh, cheesy, no pun intended you know, we're talking pizza, but right. also just like, we're getting into like, I guess people a little bit and, and as cheesy as it is, man, it's like, dude, we're talking about like, like you said, you, you touch on like, Oh, hedge fund person, they make a lot of money, whatever. And then I make pizzas, you know, I make enough to make ends meet, whatever. Um, but, but like at the end of the day, dude, we're all just people, man. We're literally all just people. And I really truly think that like, we have so much more in common than we do different. And it's just right now, it's just a really, it's just a really interesting time and 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 it's like we're focusing on these all the differences and we're pointing fingers at one another and we're like you're the problem you're the problem everyone's it's like it's like damn we're all just trying to everyone i i think and i could be totally wrong again who the hell am i but like people just want to provide for their families people just want to be comfortable have food water shelter like that that's how we're all connected. Like those are kind of things that necessities and things that like humans and kind of that we need. And we're all like super different. Like, I mean, touch like traveling is like one of our favorite things to do Lauren and I and stuff. And like my favorite dude, I love going to a random bar in like another place I've never been to and just spelling up. And we may not even speak the same language, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll talk to one another and we'll be like this bump. Cheers, whatever. See you later. And again, ah, it's, it's weird as it sounds, man. Like, we're all, we all have to coexist. Like, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's, I agree. We do have to coexist. I guess one thing that kind of somewhat changed the subject a little bit, I, I, I didn't even touch on that I, that I forgot to maybe is, um, please. Uh, one thing that's important to me and kind of how this all started as well. I also started this around the time of, uh, like George Floyd and stuff. Um, and, 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 um, I, so, so I was taking those donations and I was donating 
and I'm also I've also done such a bad job this whole time. Like I literally like I would just watch my bank account and be like, yeah, I think it's pretty even, because I, I have to buy all the ingredients and I would donate money to these charities and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably breaking even or whatever. So because people would always ask like, are you are you taking what it costs you to make a pizza and then donating the rest and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, like I think like I I don't know. I need an accountant to do that. Or I need Didn't a really bookkeeper. That. And that's the thing where I'm just like, okay, cool. So basically I, I would just monitor like my bank account and be like, I don't think we're losing money here. I think we're just kind of breaking even. So we're good. But, right. but the point is there's always been a um, uh, kind of a social aspect to this, to what I've been doing. And to me, it's very important that that continues in one way, shape or form. And I don't know what that looks like, but for me, what's in my head and what I kind of want to do is when I have my own place, because I'm starting in a tavern, but the goal is to have my own tavern, like where we can do 200, 300 pies a night. You know, if we can build something where we're doing that, that's great. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, nothing hurt. But if that's what I can do with this, that would be amazing. Because what I'd like to do is I'd like to, to hire like kids or high schoolers or something from like underprivileged neighborhoods. And, or potentially, I mean, it's just an idea and, and you'll be, they can be the pizza makers and stuff and whatever, and, and teach work ethic and, and, you know, teach a skill and something, not that you need to like make pizza for the rest of your life, but I've always had a job my entire life. I've always had a job as long as I can remember. I mean, I've always had something that I was doing to, I guess, make money. Right. And, and I'm not saying again, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's life is different. Um, but I do think that there's really something to say um, about having a job and kind of learning work ethic. And, and I don't know if that's kind of a Midwest blue collar thing, but, but um, there's something, I don't know, in working in the service industry, I think that's important as well. So you learn that like, you know, the little things like tipping and, 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 and those little things of, of uh, that maybe you wouldn't know if you didn't work in the industry or, or you didn't have a job like that. So, so I'd like to provide jobs to, or, or teach skills to people to kind of pass them off, like just to kind of set them up for like the rest of, of their life, I guess, if that makes sense. So, um, or even people, people have reached out to me because I put something out on Instagram is like, yo, does anybody have any ideas of like, how, I, how can I give back in other ways other than just donating money? Because don't get me wrong, donating money is great. If that's what, if that's what works for somebody like to donate money and, that, and that's going to help, by all means, that's amazing. And but I kind of want to do something different where it's not just like here's a check. How can I how can I help in a different way of like in just some other way, shape, or form? And I'm still thinking about that, but but that is all like from the beginning, that's part of how this started was take donations, give don't you know, then give give money back to the community. Well, how can we continue that in one way, shape, or form? Um moving forward maybe that's the question that we leave for the audience because i don't have the answer i i definitely do understand that there are different ways to give back whether it's your time or your money and i don't i see the benefits in the boat in both i see why one is important and why the other is important and why both need to happen and you know one may fit your style more so let's leave it up to the audience you know if you have any ideas for jerry shoot him his way, send him over. Yeah. Maybe. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's so many directions it can go. I just, I just don't know. And I mean, again, I'm going to start this thing and 
there's going to be bumps. There's probably going to be a lot of bumps in the road and you just pivot and you, you, you figure it out as you go and you learn, uh, you take feedback from others and, and I guess you just keep moving forward. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm excited. I'm ner- I'm a little nervous, which is funny because if you ask Lauren or you ask friends of mine and stuff, like I've never been a nervous person. Like I, I can get up in front of a group of a couple hundred people and just talk and it's like, whatever, it's not a big deal or anything. Um, but, but this is different, man. It's just different quitting a job and being like, I guess I'm making pizza now. I hope people like it. It's It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You got a fun journey ahead of you, but the, the important thing is I can, I can sense you got good vibes and you're enjoying everything that you're doing. So keep it up. No, I, I appreciate that, man. Two questions be, uh, before we wrap this thing up. Yeah, yeah. What's one mistake that people can avoid in the pizza business? Don't don't like start making pizza because you think it's gonna like make you rich or something. Um, because maybe maybe that happens. Um, and if it does, that's cool. Um, but. And, and I've had people tell me, no, it's about making money. Like it's about making money. And m- maybe for some, but like I said, personally, for me, it's like this started from really nothing. Um, it could have ended up being nothing, but it, but it didn't. And now it's being, it's getting real and it's turning into something. But I think because it's, it started as just, I'm going to make a couple pizzas in my house for Lauren and I, um, and then, and then people wanted it. Um, I think that's kept me somewhat grounded in like, I don't, I, this doesn't, I don't need to become rich off of this. Again, we, we said, if I can, if I can make ends meet and we're happy and everyone's happy and, and people, most importantly, like people are happy with the product and they're coming in and it's bringing people together. Um, then that's, what's most important, most important to me. Um, and, but, but if it turns into something more, that's okay too. Like I, I if it ends up, it turns into something much bigger and we're making more money. That's fine too. But again, I, if you go into it thinking that it's going to be this like thing where we're like get rich quick scheme, or you're following some sort of trend, like you see, Oh, Detroit style pizza is amazing. I'm going to start making Detroit style pizza. I'm going to open a Detroit style pizza place. I'm going to become rich. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you will, but maybe you won't. And you might also, I don't know. Just make sure you like it. Like, like doing it. Um, people have already told me to watch out for don't overwork yourself. Like don't, don't, um, don't make like you love making pizza, but don't let it get to the point where you don't enjoy it anymore. Uh, cause you're working yourself to the bone and you just don't like it. And it's funny cause I know myself and, um, I really don't think that can happen because I, um, I think I'll know when it's time to either hire, hire some people and teach them how to do this. And, and, um, before I get to the point where like, I'm overworking myself, but going back to always having a job, like I like, I genuinely like working. I like, I like that. I enjoy it. And the best thing for me right now is, is that it's, it's, it's like my thing. This is like my thing. So I, it's like, it's, it's taking work. So like, I've, I enjoy working. I've always worked. But now it's like, it has more purpose. Like, it's my thing. Like, if this fails, it's my fault. Like, there are other, like, there are, there are factors that can play a part where, like, 
things out of my control. COVID, for example, for a lot of small, which it sucks. Like seeing restaurants and bars close permanently is the think about a world without bars and restaurants. I don't even know what you do. Like I literally don't even know what you do. That's literally what I like to do. So I, I wouldn't even know what to do. But but now I'm going off. But but uh, yeah, it's it's um it's something like that that's mine and uh, which which adds a little bit of an element of if this doesn't work, it's your fault. So it adds a little bit of element of pressure, which I actually kind of like in a weird way, uh, where like I have to make this work. Plain and simple, like I have to make this work. So to, to wrap it all up and summarize that question, again, it probably could have been a simple one-minute answer, um, is, I don't know, just maybe get into it for the right reasons. And those reasons can be different depending on who you are and who, as a person and, and maybe why you're getting into it and everything. But, but um, I guess just make sure you're, you're getting into it for, for the right reasons. That's all. Yeah, beautiful answer. I am a firm believer now, and I wasn't before, but I'm a firm believer now and I could be wrong, but I'm a firm believer now of it has to be process-oriented. You have to love the ins and outs, the good days and the bad days. You have to be able to appreciate those because if you don't, you're in the wrong business, whatever that may be, whether you are you know, making pizza, sweeping floors, or doing deals, whatever the case may be, you have to love every bit of the process. So thank you for sharing that. And my final question, what do you want to leave people with today? You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm just going to say something like, like, don't be an asshole. Like literally just don't be an asshole. Like it's, it, I feel like it's one of the easiest things you can do. And I know it's not pizza, pizza related, but like, and maybe unless it's warranted, there are obviously situations where, where it's warranted, where you have to step up and say something and be an asshole. I just, there's just been a lot of negativity, uh, in general. It's, and, and, and I'm such, I, I try to always kind of as cliche as it sounds, look at things, um, look at the glasses half full, even though honestly my water right now is half empty, uh, or it's more than it's, it's like, it's almost empty, but, um, just trying to be positive in like every scenario, like pull out, like, like you said, there's going to be, as I move forward and now I'm getting into, um, me actually having my own place and everything, uh, or my own operation is, um, there's going to be days that suck and there's going to be, um, issues and there's going to be bumps and everything. And it's going to suck. But like, what can you take from that? What can you learn from that? Um, and how can you make that like a positive experience? Cause it's really easy to be negative. Um, but like, how can we make, make that positive and, and, and just like, I think we need to listen more to one another. Um, everyone's so quick to have their opinion about everything. I feel um, literally everything, or you're categorized into politically your left or your right. That's it. You can't, you can't be anything other. You're either this side or that side when things aren't that black, like black and white, like, like you can, you can have different opinions and everything like that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's important to like listen to one another and try to empathize with one another because everyone's experience is different and, and everyone, yeah, everyone has a different experience. Everyone comes from a different place. Um, and that's okay. Um, and that's what makes it cool. Right. Our differences is like, like if we were all the freaking same thing about that, we were literally all the same. How boring would life be? Literally it's like, ah, cool. Like, 
Every, every, like, imagine if everyone was a white dude with a mustache who liked the Chicago Bears and Bulls and White Sox. Like, dude, life would suck. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be annoying because, like, I don't know. I, I know I'm, I know I'm kind of going all over the place. I understand that maybe I'm not answering the question the right way or how it's supposed to be answered, but, but it's like, just listen to one another, empathize with one another. And so many different levels, we're talking food, race, religion, everything. Like, like we don't all have to agree on everything, but, but I think it's important to understand the difficulties of different people and, and, and the prosperities of different people. And, and, um, I don't know, man, I'm going all over the place now, but, but just, I think that's, I think that's what's most important to kind of sum it up is like, just kind of listen to one another, empathize with one, with one another. Um, you can even disagree with one another and still sit down, have a beer and have a tavern style pizza. And that's okay. And, and that's okay. If everyone answered the same way, this podcast would be boring. Yeah. And, and if everyone was an asshole about it, then it would be a shitty podcast. So great. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Jerry. You've been gracious with your time. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and let me know. You got my number. Let me know when you're in Portland. And um, I'll make you a pie. We can sit down and have a beer. We can chat. I believe that. Appreciate that. It, it'll be sooner than later, I believe, because I love going to Portland. So we'll make it happen. Heck yeah, man. Appreciate it. Peace, brother. Be good. Later. Thank you. Jerry, thank you so, so much for giving me the opportunity to learn from you, for sharing your stories with me in the audience, and for just being a cool person with some amazing messages towards the end. You rock, brother, and I wish you the best of luck. To you, the listeners, do I have to remind you each time, please find Jerry on Instagram Links in the show notes and make sure to thank him and let him know what's good dough. Other than that, I appreciate you. And if you appreciate the show extra today, consider sharing it to a friend or family. You can share the episode on Instagram, which seems to be the best way so far now, by clicking the little arrow paper plane button on my Instagram post and sharing it either via story or reposting it on your page. Thank you in advance for doing that. Till next time, peace!